everybody say it mean? Who's that out there living the dream? Let's blow him the bean. Who's that still smoking all that green? Let's blow him the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's blow in the bean. Let's blow in the bean. Let's blow in the bean. Go. What's up, everyone? Coming back of a hot weekend in Jersey. Fox 25 went down and... Long Island. Oh, Long Island, my bad. All time. I don't know any of that. I'm initially a West Coaster, so I'm getting used to all of it. But uh, fun crowd. I really liked it. I, it was a great weekend. There was definitely a lot of good fights. Um, it surprised me. I thought it would, we both said this might not be a, a overwhelming card, but guess what? Cheeto Vera made it a little bit exciting starting off the night. Cheeto. Love Cheeto. What, he was our Leslie Smith pick of the week, I would say. He was an underdog. Wasn't Leslie Smith on this card? No, that was a couple cards ago. Was that, it? Yeah, no, that was last weekend. That was the first fight. That was last weekend. Yeah, exactly. That was last weekend. We've definitely with 120 points. Way. Sorry, I can't. Let... <laughs> <laughs> just, so, just so you know, just so you know, um, it was. Was there any? What was one of the some of the highlights? We don't have to go through the entire card. We definitely got fun stuff coming up this weekend and a lot. But... I can't even think about it. All I can think about is Weidman Gastelum. That's it. That's right. all I can think about on the whole entire card. And it, I don't, I don't want to say it wasn't an exciting fight night, but I feel like this next card coming up is, it just overshadows it in my emotions. I can't let my emotions go because how excited I am for 214. So I would say that this was the, actually I know for a fact, this was the lowest rated Fox card in history so far. Yeah. It got really bad numbers. I felt like it lived up to way more than its expectation, and that's really unfortunate. I do see what you're saying where it's underwhelming or compared to the weekend that's coming up. Um, I feel like the fight that's coming up is kind of underwhelming. I don't think... I'm all of a sudden getting the feeling that it's not... That Matt 14? I... I the promotion and everything else best promotion they've had for it but these days leading up I feel like Mac May took a lot of steam off of that I, I don't know why I have no steam for Mac May I agree with I that as zero. well I'm so I bored with it now what, what might be happening is that well as we're saying we don't know which fighter fought this last weekend I'm getting a little fatigued it's been weekend after weekend after weekend plus Tuesday shows which is going on it, and is it fatigued because of the amount of UFC content we have now? The quality of the UFC content isn't as good as it used to be? I would say that it is more the amount. There's so much. Not only is there UFC, then there's these other promotions, but the UFC is also expanding in so many other avenues. And these cards are having fights that are changing. And the Bellator the cards, the last few have been great. Agreed. Um, the Invicta cards have been noteworthy where also people have been talking UFC about. Fight pass. If you don't have Fight Pass by now, guys, come on, get with You're it. You're talking about the Tuesday night fights. Yeah. We have that as well. Then we have Mac May. Mm -hmm. Then we actually have good boxing going on. Real Triple G Canelo. You can't like, uh, forget. So, That's a beautiful fight in itself. And we just talked about all that stuff without talking about 214 or 215, which are monsters are monsters and then 214 cards card of the year real quick i just want to get to the post fight card the heavyweight um fight between timothy johnson versus albini the 26 year old kid who just fought in the ufc yeah, yeah. 
We, I didn't see it coming. Um, I thought that Timothy Johnson size, but that's striking on babyface, and that he looks like a nineteen-year-old young man. That is just oh. A now that what about Sherman? He did. Sherman looked good. The vanilla gorilla. Uh, the, he definitely did good. He did look for a heavyweight. It you can see that transition of just being big into now having his skill camp and style to me looked uh -huh. very AKA. To me, it mm -hmm. wasn't ground heavy like that, but just playing Winkle the point, John. or Winkle John. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah he's he is training Winkle with, John. He's training with John Jones. I it all, uh, yeah, I know yeah. you were totally. Uh, it all makes sense watching his style. Yep. I didn't mean an AKA at all. It's just thinking about two fourteen again. Right. Um, his style is so reminiscent of uh, Holly Holmes, John Jones, all the guys at Wink. That it's really a points game. It's how Floyd Mayweather box. It's mm -hmm. they see the whole. They are winning the rounds with the least amount of damage possible. Is the hopes right? You see it on the good end of John Jones, it, bad end Holly it's Holmes. Smart. But uh, that's how I noticed Sherman staying on the outside with a bunch of the leg kicks. And for him, being a heavyweight, I've just never seen that style before. For such a young guy, usually uh -huh. it's we see the older guys tend to stay. Uh, he, he it was reminiscent of that Rashad Coulter fight, and he just looked even better. And being at that camp with those type of size bodies, Sherman is definitely a guy to keep putting money on in the division. Um, with Albini knocking out Johnson, what I found really endearing was the post fight presser. Did you happen to catch him no. after when he found out? There's live tape going around um, on YouTube. I think it was MMA fighting where. The promoter came up and said, here you go. You won fight of the night or knockout of the night. And he was just like, are you kidding me? And they're like, don't start crying. And he's like, no, this is amazing. Uh, thank you guys so much. This is amazing. And then he begins to tell a story of how he had never had more than $100 in his wallet ever in his life. His two-year-old daughter has only played with water bottles and detergent buckets and not toys because he can't, hasn't been able to afford it. And actually his $600 per diem flight that UFC gave him was the most money and the check, biggest check he's ever gotten in his life. So 50K all of a sudden, life changing. Oh, good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it, a good story. Isn't it? So I really was like, wow, this is just something that, and he's a young man at 26 years old in the heavyweight division. He's going to grow into that body. I can't wait to see him go because I liked his striking ability. I thought Johnson's a big dude and his Johnson's beat much higher caliber than Albini has and could take down defense and wicked strikes. I can't wait to see that guy. Any more of this post other than I feel like Gastelum? there were some other fights on here. Oh yeah, there were some good ones. There was uh Yeah, I don't have any the, of my technology in front of me. The um, Rivera Alameda fight turned into a decision. That was a good uh, I thought Alameda it was a twenty eight round or it was um 28-30 round at that first or second round I can't remember I feel like Rivera had Alameda all sorts of hurt Anders TKO that was brutal against Natal like we were saying definitely yep. stay away from Natal stay had, away. had him all day and the, Anders was cheap he was definitely a good buy on draft great games. buy and one of your picks that came in for you great pick Zaleski Dos, Dos, Dos Santos Zozoikis whatever that was against good Good looked like a monster post weigh-in, and Zaleski came out swinging, did not give a damn or dose, whatever. I don't, it, it wasn't even an educated pick. I just did not like the amount of time it was before Good was in the ring last, yeah. since Good was in the ring last. I did not like it at all. So the big upset that I felt like really caught me by surprise was the Oliveira um, LaFleur. Oliveira's striking was just I wish so I would have just point. stayed with Cowboy. I yeah. Which, oh. that's, I changed it, and it really, I ended up cashing on a few DraftKings cards, but I would have 
danced the night away had I not had the flair on anything. Oh, I was bit, I was playing La Flair a lot and I was boasting a lot for the Flair, but guess what? Those takedowns didn't come at all, at all. That uh, Oliveira. We like LaFleur's camp. Yeah, exactly. And I like LaFleur. I still think LaFleur can beat a lot of other guys. It's just Oliveira is powerful and his getting his game together where he's if he can keep a fight standing, he can beat a lot of guys striking. And he has game-changing power. And that the thing that everyone... He has a nasty ground game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's so, easy. It, it, it was just getting him to the ground is the biggest issue. And LaFleur, if LaFleur can't get Oliveira down now on, from now on... I feel Oliveira like Cowboy stole our oh, Cowboy's mojo. Moniker, kind of. He <laughs> stole the whole thing. Like, if it was a crystal inside his chest, he took it, and he's been running with it since. He initially came in saying that he was a Brazilian Cowboy, but... I don't know who's more of a cowboy. Donald Cerrone, who... I don't know if he's ever ridden bulls, but I know he does bikes, jet skis, and he jumps out of planes. Anything you can think of, Donald Cerrone does butt bull riding. And Brazilian cowboy actually was a bull rider in Brazil before he became a fighter. Apparently, people saw him fighting, or his coach saw him fighting in the streets regularly. And he was like, you'd be good at this. And he was a local bull rider who would get in fights. Then his name should be Bull Rider. Because isn't a cowboy just somebody who fucking wrangles cows and r- drives ac- rides across the <laughs> yeah, plane on a horse? Well, now the, all, not on a horse anymore. They all use ATVs. But I know. Yeah. I know. That's actually when you said More riding, Cerrone. I thought Cerrone ATV. Yeah. I just pictured him on an ATV and wrangling cows like I could picture him doing it. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Both of them can wear it as far as I'm concerned. That's the only one I'm not mad at. But both guys are legit. Legit, though. They, and it's unique how they both have that same uh, live by the sword, die by the sword mentality in that, in that ring. And it works out for them in the, the long Both run. exciting to watch. Both guys I'm stoked to see on any card. Right. Yeah. One quick thing with the main event. You better be careful if you pick Cowboy. I'm just saying, if you're a future person listening to this that may go into MMA, you better be very careful. you got to live up to the heavy standards. Yeah, to live up to that name. With the main event, everyone kept talking about it, and I really noticed it after, and I felt more comfortable picking Gastelum, was the size that um, Chris Weidman had shrunken. I mean, if you put side-by-side photos, he has definitely looked like he lost a good amount of muscle mass, and he has even been on tape saying a few times, like, oh, um, my camp's so good, my weight's so good, I can do 170, and he looks like he's starting to get a 170 frame. It's He looked good The weight cuts winning. were getting too hard on him. So maybe he he's living his, his lifestyle. That's yeah. what I'm thinking as well. Living and I think he's lifestyle, been... walking around closer to his weight that he's supposed to be. I feel like that's what he was kind of saying as well. And a lot of fighters, that's been a big change. How do you how do you feel about Chris Weidman? I know he beat Kelvin. Do you? He almost got beat. That first round was saved by the bell. Yeah. That was saved by the bell. Yeah. Kelvin. That's why the round to me was a 9 9. Yeah. Going into it. Like, I was trying to give it, I think it was Chris Weidman up until that point, but once the knockdown happens from the punch, he takes like around that, automatically. Yeah. yeah. Or at least 10-9. levels it 9 9, 10 9. Uh, I, yeah, I think it would go for Kelvin immediately. Um, it ended up being. It was the ground game. Kelvin lets his back, he always lets his back, back get taken, and. Uh, He's had the best on it, other of the best on his back. He's and just not, not tall enough to get the leverage against he's somebody saying he's like He's going Weidman. to 170 again. I'm okay with it if 
he does something like Chris Weidman has just done and lean out. He has to live a lifestyle like that. Kelvin at 170, and his body looks like he can go to 170. It, Kelvin at 170 is a dangerous motherfucker. Like we were saying on the last podcast, Kelvin is one of those guys that doesn't, and this is via Shale Sonnen, that he has trained with him, and he was on the show. He was actually the coach and all that stuff, and he won the show, but he's like, Kelvin never is the hardest worker in the room. Never has been, never is gonna be. He'll show up every day, but he's not gonna give it all. But when that cage closes, he always finds a way to win. And- Shale says that about so many people. He says about Dan Henderson. He Which says is it true. about- I've heard that I from know, Randy but I just, as well. Yeah, but I just feel like Chael just says that about so many people, but doesn't Chael call himself the hardest working man? So if you um, call yourself the hardest working, everybody is going to pale in comparison Right, right, right. He also just has his opinion that way. Did um, we already talk about PVZ training with Chael? I don't know if we necessarily hit on that too much. I think that's I, kind of great for her. It wouldn't hurt. Oh, I did. Is she going to be in the Westland Hills, though? She's going to be up in Portland. She is at his gym. She's in yeah, yeah. up in Oregon, some yeah, part in of. Portland, yeah, Portland, in the southeast district, it's in those warehouses. They have so, a specific. So yeah, no lot. more alpha male, up with Chael. <laughs> alpha Chael. <laughs> so I think it's smart for her too because the way he rolls, just um, all the mistakes he's made, right. he won't let her make him. I think on the business end, by the type, of, she's never going to be the best fighter in the world, but she can get name recognition enough to make a career off this. And what better frigging guy to get that info from from than Chael Sonnen? Anyways, back to Kelvin, if we want to talk about Kelvin Weidman. No, I, either way, um, fun finish for him, good for Weidman. He needed that. That was pretty He needed he it. He needed it, he and needed it was not an easy, easy win for him. He gritted what it What do you think about mind. him and Bisping talking shit on Twitter? I think Bisping needs to shut up about all of it because he needs to just have one fight and then worry about everyone else. The fact that he's picking other fights or other people are picking fights with him because he did get called out um, again. I love Bisbing's mentality where he's like, I will fight you all, but they don't want to fight him because he has a belt. They don't want to fight him because he's Bisbing. They're like, oh no, screw that. If he was number 10, they'd be like, I don't want to fight that guy. And if you look, he's just, to me, started talking shit to Chris Weidman only because, uh, and look at Chris Weidman, man. He's, what a fall from grace. He was like on pay-per-views to the lowest rated Fox night. If... There's Good a lot of different grief. dynamics to this entire card, and to me, their Fox cards are wasted. The if, unless they have, they have to put the hot young fighters on the Fox cards. What they did with this Fox card, which I thought was really smart, is they put ten of the, uh, ten of the fighters, ten of the bouts had local or guys that were from the area, and usually it's like six or seven. So that was really good by them. I don't understand. I'm saying I'm sticking to that Fox ended up it's been a lot of fights and people this is the fight that we even told people hang out with your girlfriend for the first part. We even told yeah. people like we we're like save it up for 214. Exactly. So it could be the 214 heat that people are like I'm going to give up this weekend to get the 214 weekend. Yeah. Which I feel like I know a couple dads that did that as well over the weekend. I just think it's uh they need to save the Fox cards and put the hotties on. I know it sounds so trite and people get so <laughs> mad at it, but you take your Paige Van Zandt, your karate hotties, your Sage North cuts, your Mickey Gulls, you put your young kids on it and let them, the, or your Savior Holly Holm, she always fills your Fox card. 
people want to watch the girl who one time knocked out Ronda Rousey fight. That's her. So I just Great. I just don't understand. I I blame I since what is it WME the management right. they don't get the fight fans. It's they understand the entertainment side and get it. Right. They don't get fight fans. If we wanted to see WWE, we'd watch it. If we want to see you know uh, the Bellator, I wouldn't mind the Bellator walk-ins though. I love the all that entry stuff <laughs> as well. That. that pageantry, the almost WWE, and uh, there's a lot of people that are either love it or hate it. They're not in between. I'm kind of in between. There's stuff that I don't want from the WWE era, but there's stuff I want. Give me a macho man. Give me somebody dressed up in an Ultimate Warrior to get in that ring and to fight it in the cage. I would, I would be a die. Love I it. would be a die I like, hard uh, fan. Who is who is the Hulk? Jim Miller? No, Jim Miller does uh, Macho Man and does it on YouTube. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, I see. Well, really who's the, what's his face? The he comes in green. Kudalaba. Yeah, like Ian that Kudalaba. He's not even that great. No, the but fact because that he, he comes in the Hulk, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's great, tough. But... He's a tough fighter for sure. Uh, so. Um, do you have Maymac burnout? I I don't even there. I don't care. The latest has been the basketball jersey thing. Have you heard about? Yeah, that? but it's not even the latest. He did that shit forever ago. Right. Um, That's some old school head games. It's it just shows because Mystic Mac tries to use as much as he can in every single fight, and he notoriously has picked people apart prior to their fights in the same manner he always finds dirt on dirt on people and understands that the nick diaz flipping you off in the face donald cerrone said it i could be nick diaz any day of the week but when we fought and he was flipping me off in the ring i wasn't thinking straight that's the tactic that's the whole point of it and mac is a master at that and it's it's he does it subtly which is next level he doesn't have to get a gun and show it in your face. He's brandish it over <laughs> somewhere else. Would you shit your pants if this is really the, just the question? Would you shit your pants if Mac knocked Mayweather out? Would you just shit your pants? I mean, I might. Just... How would you feel for him, like as an MMA fan, knowing deeper than just any other dipshit that's going to be watching? I'd probably just convulse a little bit and, and then like, wake up and just be shit. like. This nobody can then talk shit on MMA. If our champs can do boxing and MMA, like there's and the other thing that kind of makes me irritated, and not to take away anything from McGregor, so don't hate, don't send me fucking email, (laughs) not to take anything away from McGregor, but I keep hearing things like boxing's best versus MMA is best. I don't even think I put Connor in the top 10 of MMA. I would agree. I think people are like... <laughs> I love him. I think he's great. I, I don't think, think he's in the list of best of all time yet. I don't think yeah, he's I mean. in that list. I think he has to... And, and Habib, everyone, that's the fight. Yeah. I don't know why people are like, I need to see this fight. To me, be Tony Ferguson. Like, be Tony fucking Ferguson. I don't even care about the Habib fight. To me, Habib needs to fight 10 what, other people. What about Khabib. Ferg Mac, give me another Mexican check, baby. Give me another yeah, Mexican check out there. I love, but I even think um, McGregor thinks he can beat Khabib. That's why he would call him out over Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm over. I yeah. I can't even think about the boxing match. 
I can't even ever, like, right now I'm just, like, burnt out where I'm like, do I want to see this that bad? I am more excited about Jones Cormier. I feel like I've been waiting for four years for this. Agreed, but I almost feel like it's a Mayweather-Pacquiao thing where it's a fight that needed to happen within a year, within six months, the first time, not four years later, like you're saying. It's, uh, I think Cormier is just in a different spot. But we can start off the card. Where is this going to be at? Vegas? Before we get into it, have you been doing anything else? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I actually have been watching Glow on oh, is the that Netflix. Great? That is an amazing show. <laughs> Hilarious. Really interesting. It's based roughly off of the actual... It's based on the real show, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, but the characters are um, amalgamations. Is uh, that the word? Where yeah, you pull so. like a few different characters together to make one? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I think they're that. Right, right, right. Don't the... tweet me that either. <laughs> <laughs> it is really funny. There's also... What else have I gotten into lately? Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling is a schlick show you can watch as a dude and get your girl to watch it with you. It has a weird way of... It's a chick show. Uh, yeah. But because you're watching real shit and the real background of wrestling and that stuff, it's a dude show. There's, like, the business side of it. And then there, there's chicks of all shapes and sizes. Yes, 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 yes. So there's some hot girls. And the lead girls, You the whole time you keep asking yourself, are they hot? Agreed. There's hot. a uh, there Maybe is they're hot. <laughs> I don't know if they're hot. <laughs> That's how most of the girls I feel on there. I would Maybe agree. they're... Mm, but you should watch the documentary too. I need to. I've you heard should watch the documentary, and I think you it it just makes the show like you know exactly the time frame and what's going on. And I don't, yeah, the documentary is really good too. And it comes, it just came out. They must uh, be like a hand in hand. Somehow. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, definitely. I'm only a couple episodes in. Have you watched anything recently that you I can have remember? to tell everyone? Wonder Woman is amazing. Oh. I have not watched that because I just, I don't know if I believe the hype or not. I love it. Really? I love it. It's the origin stories put together so well. Um, there's a cameo appearance but from Robin Wright Penn, which if you watch House of Cards, she's like the hottest lady. Like, she just carries herself in a way. Uh-huh. I don't know how to explain it, but it's a way. Like um, Hillary It's Clinton? so class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Hillary beefsteak. Um, that little dictator. <laughs> <laughs> but... Wonder Woman is really good. The origin story is good. You like fucking the character Wonder Woman. I She should not have been in that Batman suit. They shouldn't have done that Batman Superman movie. They should have done the release of each of these characters for us to meet them. And then... That Batman Superman was one of the worst pieces of garbage I've seen in a long time. I, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man Homecoming. But Wonder Woman, awesome. Off the charts. All right. I'm done. I'm going to end up watching that this weekend. Great feed on Cody. <laughs> has a little bit of some sort of Asian subtitle, but it's high def other than that, uh-huh. and I don't even care. I'd rather, I won't watch a cam. I won't watch a cam feed. <laughs> On Netflix, I won't, I won't watch anything to... illegally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and silence. The other thing I did catch on Netflix, actually, was Train to Busan. It's a zombie flick. It's not that scary. I don't know. Zombie flicks haven't really scared me anymore. The story was good. All subtitles, but in Japan, I lived in Japan for a little bit. I thought it was a really good representation of their train system. It was really a 
interesting flick. I recommend that. And it really isn't as scary. You're like, oh, okay, a zombie. I've seen a million zombies and they just, it's a big game of tag. Those movies are a big game of tag to me. All you like see you is shots. Like you to get touched. Exactly. Like, if you were to go out to any playground, you're going to see that from above. Put a drone up. You're going to see little kids. We used to call it sneer the something every once in a while. That shows your age. <laughs> I think that's an East Coast thing, too, but you play with a ball. Exactly. Exactly. But you... That's all these movies are, these zombie movies for me now. It's just a big shot of two people running, even the shows... GFT, I know you're caught up on it, of course. Yes. There's a whole podcast and other series. We need to get into GOT all that much. Definitely ready for yeah. the defense card. GOT will move into bum, 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 UFC 214. Jones versus Cormier. This is going to be in Las Vegas? Yes, of course. Oh, Jones versus I Cormier. The one of the biggest, is it MGM or wherever it may be? This is definitely the rematch that should have happened a long time ago. Do it from the bottom what up. What was it, New York? No, wait, UFC 200. Two was the last meeting, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's when it was supposed to be last. But they've had, like, four fallouts. Exactly, because, that, and that's the biggest thing, the biggest narrative I've heard so far is, just make it, because we had it fall out three days before the last time they fought, if you don't remember, because of them. There's other fights on this card that if Jones Cormier falls out, I'll be okay they with this card. They stacked it for that reason, though. That's why. No it's one because trusts John Jones. You know how uh, Amanda Leon, you were making a really good case, and this is the exact reason you made that case, is I'll never put him on a headliner. If there's anybody who's not credible, it's John Jones. Yeah. John Jones will fall yeah. out before a goddamn fight. Do you remember, though, not to even toot my own horn, but with Amanda, how long back with their first meeting that I said Amanda's not going to make weight? Mm-hmm. So at their first meeting, standing there squaring off right. where she, she gave her the chin music, she, right. I said, there's no way. She was walking around heavier than me. There's no way a girl can cut that weight like that and get down to 135. I just knew it. Yeah. That's how I'm wondering, like, D.C., if there is no towel gate, you better be living a healthier lifestyle. I worry about it. it, it it's definitely going to change. It. There is a new division opening up at 145 pounds where we're going to get an egg new. Very recently. Actually, did you hear about GDR? She just came out on the MMA Hour and was talking about her whole situation, which you know how we feel about now. Not the Iron Lady. Um, she was saying her hand was a reason her and that cyborg was cheating is why she wasn't willing to. But now she's saying as of yesterday or Monday, she was saying that she's willing to take a fight with Renault and then get the surgery after that, which means that she would be willing to take the fight for cyborg the first time. So she was just creating excuses and saying she fight Chris. Yep. She just didn't want to get beat up. So uh, she's moving down to 135 and Chris is facing Tanya and Ranger in one of the co main headlining uh events of the night but to start it all off we're gonna have josh berkman versus drew dober we both have seen these guys um i feel like drew dober's on the way up and josh berkman's on the way down josh berkman has been in many promotions been at it for a very long time really adjusted his game and done well but he's on a three fight losing streak against caliber fighters um but dude drew dober is a young Young, young guy at 28 years old with a pretty good career. And a lot of it has already been in the UFC or top organizations. Drew Dober's also coming off of a loss to Aban Mercier via submission. But Mercier's submission game is definitely elite. Other than that, 
Drew Dober has two wins um, and a loss as or and a couple losses. There was also some weird controversial things in there. Berkman's a wrestler, so is Drew Dober, and Berkman's power is the last thing that he really has. His movement is really slowed down. His chin is finally started to go, which was his biggest attribute. And I'm just Drew Dober decision. I could even see a TKO round three. I think Dober has as good of wrestling, better cardio, not as clean as a striker as Berkman, but I think he has a better chin. The savviness of Berkman could make this a boring decision fight. Um, but Drew Dober also just, just tends to out-wrestle to wins a lot of the time. He's got a couple submissions in there. How do you feel about this first fight? That is exactly what I think. I think Josh Berkman's one of those guys that stifles uh, any excitement that may be in a fight. Yeah. He is never going to be the best guy, but he makes the best guys look average. So there's something about him that even though I will not bet on him, I will pick Dober because I think this is a guy... um, I do hope Drew's getting better here. I do think he's crawling the ranks a little bit. Um, Josh Berkman has tons of experience, and he's going to go in. I think this is going to be a boring wrestling decision, and it could go either way because it's just on who's going to get the most takedowns. I think that's going to be the only thing that matters to the judges at all, and I don't even think there's going to be that many. I think it's going to be just a boring, stifling decision. Both guys are going to be worn out. We're not going to see a ton of damage. Um, I have a Dober decision. So would you say that this is a Latvi rule of the day, which is... Stay away from the first fight. Exactly, exactly. So moving on to the strawweight division, 115 pounds. We have returning Caitlin Curran against also returning uh, Alessandra Albu. And Alessandra is coming off of like a four-year break. She's only had two professional fights, one of those being in the UFC. I believe she had a boxing career prior to that. Um, She's only 27 years old. I couldn't find the reason of why she took time off, whether she chose to have children or not. Um, I was able to find footage of her last fight in the UFC a few years ago against a fighter who's no longer fighting in the UFC as well. So Curran's definitely the young up-and-comer and the person that the UFC is trying to get behind because she's, I believe, from the island, coming out of Rain MMA, um, cute, and coming off a two-fight losing streak against Jamie Moyle, a decision, and Emily Kanga, or no, she beat Emily Kanga. She also lost to Police Herring via submission um, a year ago. Curran's been underwhelming. I think they put a lot into Curran, and she just hasn't really performed. And Abdul, or how do you pronounce her last name? I feel I like I have I'm, to look at it. Um, Albu. Uh, Albu. Albu is much more of the. I say fuck you, Albu. <laughs> major League, great Major League. I think it was Joe Boo. It was, but I but just Albu, had to say I like it. I like it. I like it. She's gonna uh, end up giving Albu. Albu is going to end up giving two inches in size to Kern, but Kern doesn't use her size to her benefit, so I think Albu's boxing. She has a really clean one-two and okay takedown defense against the caliber that she fought, though. There, the takedown defense was so bad. Kern does have better takedown defense. We don't know Albu's ground game, really. I think Kern can really exploit that, and I feel like they're trying to set up Kern for a win here, but... Curran just seems to really flop sometimes. 
I definitely am going to pick Albu via submission right now. I'm going to go to a decision on that. I can't do submission. I can't trust this fight at all. I'm going to say stay away. I got Albu decision this fight. How do you feel about I this? I don't think anyone knows about Albu, but I do know about Kaylin Curran and every single one of her last fights, every loss, the Jamie Moyle decision was a friggin' grind, and Jamie Moyle's looking better. Yep. Felice Herrig, the submission. That Felice Herrig a, that came out contender. was a beast. Contender. And the, this girl we're watching Felice Herrig become beastie. So I'm like, okay, that was a year ago. Uh, Emily Kagan, she submits her a year and seven months ago. Two years, two months ago. Alex Chambers, submission armbar. That submission armbar is something that worked two years and two months ago right? in the women's division. It was something that was submitting the best of the best in the women weight classes two years and two months ago. It doesn't work anymore. Um, not that it – you just don't see it as much. Right. And then the Paige Van Zant KO, that still to this day, two years, eight months ago, is still the reason people pick Paige. That was – Paige looked phenomenal right. that fight. So I feel like all of her losses, even though there's a shit ton of them, aren't that bad. Now, all that happened pretty much in the time that she's had one submission by guillotine choke of an, uh, against a woman I've never heard of. Um, so I can't go with Albu. I'm going to go with Curran um, by a decision here. But I just her. I think she just has more octagon experience. And maybe it's the G of T. But I just think she looks a little like the Khaleesi. Like an olive skin <laughs> Khaleesi. And She's good looking. So I'm going to go with the Mother of Dragons here and go with Curran decision. I feel like Curran actually dyes her hair white as well. The Mother of fucking Dragons. That should be her nickname. We'll have to see after weigh-ins because you make very valid points. I was able to see the footage of Albu and it was a couple years ago and that's scary. I haven't been able to see much more. I did find one fit of her. She looks shredded. I've seen a couple pictures of her, but that doesn't tell me how she punches. So. And we've been talking about this new breed in MMA and how much it's in two years of what right. women's MMA has done. The Shevchenkos and Noons of now compared to the Misha Tates and Rondas of two years ago. We are in a different game, kids. Not that Albu isn't amazing, but I say fuck you, Albu. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the next fight, we have a flyweight bout at 125 pounds between Jared Brooks versus Eric Skelton. Now, Skelton is coming off of a loss in his debut against... Alejandro Pantoja in a split decision. We just saw Pantoja fight recently, and you know what kind of a stud that is. So I wish I could bark like a dog, like a ravenous dog. Where like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I would have done after uh, Pantoja, his last victory. Yeah, fucking dog. That dude is a beast. So a split decision with Shelton is something to be looked at. His wrestling and his counter striking really is good. He's got a good gas tank, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get to try to win a fight. You can't dock him for that. Jared Brooks is debuting um, in the UFC. He's coming out of Pancrase. He definitely has uh, much more of a ground and pound style. Good takedowns, really looks to time his takedowns and then go to work. What's starting to happen with these guys that are getting known as takedown guys is knees are starting to come up, which is immediately what I would think is, you're gonna be timing that. I'll throw fake hands to throw a knee up the middle. You'll see what happens real quick. And Jared Brooks is coming in with a lot of hype. I think the caliber of fighter that Brooks 
is fighting is much lower, even though Pancrase traditionally has been one of the original mechas uh, fighting. I feel like Bellator, LFA, other organizations are better than Pancrase's caliber of fighter right now. Jared Brooks does have a good gas tank as well. I am liking Skelton a little bit more. I just think he's a little bit more experienced. He's already had one in the UFC. I think that experience is going to go a long way. I haven't seen what Brooks looks like in the UFC ring. I'm going to give it to Skelton because of that Pantoja loss. I just feel like not a lot of people can get a split decision with Pantoja. And the fact that a judge gave it to Skelton. And it was worth it. He was in the fight like... I think the, uh, Pantoja won, but big credit to Skelton. I got an underdog here. How do you feel about this fight? I am going the other way. I have Brooks' decision purely because his nickname is the Monkey God. I like that nickname. That's how creative. much I know about it. It's creative. He's young as hell to have this record. Oh, like, yeah. He's so young to be 12-0. and 0. Um and his flyweight in Japan, which means he probably is fighting like five times in a year. Mm -hmm. um, flyweight worldwide, Eric Shelton. What else do we have on him? He submission triangle choke. You're not going to get that with a guy with any wrestling background. Decision, decision. He's a decision fighter against another guy. I don't see it really going any other way. I think it's going to be a tight decision. It's going to be who um, is more fun to watch. So I'm thinking with a nickname like Monkey God. He's going to be Maybe he's it. a little exciting. The, the I probably won't have this all over my cards. I don't... What I have realized about myself, if I bet on fighters I don't know, I always get fucked. Right, right, <laughs> So right. I, I probably will stay away from this. I don't know enough about either guy. So the Monkey God right now is who I have. Even Take that I'm for what it is. I, I, I'm going to give you... Or I'm going to say why I would pick Brooks is that... Pantoja doesn't really throw many takedowns in there, and Brooks is looking for the takedown regularly. And if he does get it, he's really good at being on top. We haven't really seen Skelton go to the ground much because he's been able to keep What's a lot his of fights up. What's his name? I think it's Shelton. Is it Shelton? Sorry. Showtime. Eric Shelton. Yeah, Showtime. Showtime. So Shelton is, is definitely... Is it Skelton? <laughs> Skelton? I don't know. No, it's not because the K. Okay. It's not. It's Shelton. Shelton. So, but it's um, it's tight. It is a close fight. I would say you that got that baby phone. <laughs> <laughs> what did see? What that's one of the reasons to get a bigger screen. Oh right, yeah, right, right, right. In time, in time. So we're definitely moving on to the next fight between Andre Touchy Feely versus Calvin Qatar. I feel like I don't know much about Qatar. He's coming off the CES scene. Decisioning Chris Foster, who's also not UFC caliber worth of a fighter. And um, CES isn't really known to have too many big guys that have come into the organization. He's Qatar has definitely more decisions in his background, and we know what we're getting with Touchy Feely. Good striking, okay take down the fence, can get in brawls. His striking defense is a little suspect and I feel like it really opens up once he starts to feel it but that's because Touchy Feely is throwing a lot of kicks he's throwing a lot of very flashy taxing um, things he can wrestle because he wrestled in high school and he's proven it in fights but he's also openly said Touchy Feely that 
he knows that putting on a striking battle will get him paid more. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked out with him because the guys that he's done that with have been able to finish him at times. We we know what we're getting with the Alpha Male guy. His cardio is still on the way. Touchy Feely is only 27 compared to the 29-year-old debuter in Qatar. The takedown's gonna wanna be there for Qatar nonstop, but it I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Touchy Feely's gonna keep it standing and it's gonna go into the second round where Touchy Feely gets a TKO on the cage. I have Feely KO round three. So I agree with you and pretty much everything you said. The only thing that makes me weary on this pick is Andre Feely tends to lose to the newcomer and be the guy that opens up our eyes to somebody we never heard of He's before. A step. Yeah, if you look at any of the fights he lost, it was against somebody we never heard of before yeah, before that. It's... And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, Yair's the best fighter in the world. Oh my gosh. And I think somebody else too. Oh yeah, Pepe. <laughs> like, we're like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. He creates a hype train when they beat Feely. So, because he loses <laughs> yeah, dramatically. He goes he limp. But when he goes, when he's the underdog, when he's going against the guy with, um, he tends to do well so that's the only thing that makes me weary in this fight everything in my normal i i tend to go with feely in right. my bets I agree. um and i win lose win lose win lose so right now i have feely ko round three is are we about to see qatar now fight somebody you know on his next fight that it's like you know qatar versus uh the answer <laughs> because <laughs> or that or no bj pin <laughs> it'll be like bj pin versus young stud so um yeah feely k around three right now but he has that weird uncle creepy type where something always goes weird <laughs> that's how i feel about feely if he loses, he goes out on his shield. Feely ain't in it. He ain't in there to just, uh, even if he's gassed, he'll be putting himself in weird spots just to try to but get But I agree. Finish. I think his cardio is going to outlast the other guy and finish. I have round three right now, but I could definitely see end of round two. <clears throat> Moving on to the next fight, we have a featherweight batter, 145 pounds between Brian Ortega versus Hento Carnero. Or Rento, if you're American. So, Brian Ortega... T-City has definitely coming off of the Diaz Brother 209 compound, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt. He's definitely um, a big-time Jiu-Jitsu guy, has regularly been all over YouTube with the Gracie family doing a lot of, like, cop seminars. He teaches police officers how to restrain people outside with weapons and stuff, and they have a whole police Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu system. That's where he trains all day. He's popped for steroids and weed, I believe, Ortega. So that's why he's been off a little bit. But uh, T-City is 11-0. His last fight, though, versus Clay Guida, showed a very, very, very big flaw in the takedown defense of Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega is willing to give up the takedown because T-City comes from his triangles. He's known for getting triangles at incredible angles a lot of people don't do it but what clay guida did for two rounds was show you how a wrestler just stifles your hips completely smothers you and wins two rounds in a row tcd needed that finish and it did come by knockout versus clay guida but he was losing that fight up until that point um carnero is definitely a beast he's somebody that just split decision jeremy stevens three months ago and that was a brawl. Jeremy Stevens was a big favorite in that. Carnero came through with great counter-striking, great gas tank. 
Um, Carnero also has wins over Tai Sugov in a split decision and Ninamaki via submission. Carnero has great striking, great submissions once it goes to the ground. His team I'm not too familiar with, but he's actually the favorite via the betting lines as of right now at a minus 135 favorite. And I feel like Carnero can beat Ortega standing and on the ground he might win. I see why the favorite comes in for Carnero, but what I did like with Ortega is that against Clay Guida, he was in the hole too and still came through to win the fight. So he's willing to try to finish that fight even when he's incredibly gassed. And this is a really, really tough fight. I got an underdog here slash near, near even in Brian T. City Ortega round three submission. I think it comes late in a grueling grind of a fight. How do you feel about this? I am with you all day. I got Ortega submission round two, and it's not, you know, this is actually, to me, a step up for both these guys and the style that they're fighting mm -hmm. in competition. I think it's going to be a grueling fight. I just, Jeremy Stevens offers such a different fight than so many other fight yeah. of so many other fighters, especially in that division, the amount of power he's throwing. This guy was just in that battle three months ago. Yeah. And that was you know, that it was wasn't yeah, it was a tough fight. It wasn't by any means one of Jeremy Stevens craziest because right. that guy goes cra apeshit in the octagon. Right. But I really just think the damage that um Carnero is that his name? Yeah Carnero Car Carnero yeah, took I think he's gonna get Cut easy. I think he's going to swell easy. I think he might get knocked out easy. Um, the thing I like about Ortega is I'm not really worried about him having a susceptible chin yet. He is Diaz like that. He's a crazy guy. He will take one to get one. He will fall on his back from a hit just to get his rubber guard. Mm -hmm. He will yeah, do okay. that style. So um, I do think it's going to be interesting. I do think he's going to figure out a way to get him down. I think he has probably fixed the holes in his game because of the last fight with Clay. And the other thing, we all, we talk about it. Clay Weed is one of those guys that make other guys look bad, and he yes. doesn't get the credit for it. Yes, so I just think um, he just did it again recently, didn't he? Yes, did he yes, yes. <laughs> oh, good. Like Clay Guida is not an easy fight, and everyone gives him shit all the time, but he beats contenders regularly. So um, I'm gonna go with Ortega submission at the end of round two, but I could totally see that he has to wait for all the strength to be gone and do it at round three. It, that's kind of what I'm leaning on a little bit. It is more that gas tank on both of them really getting to those spots, and then it's who wants it more at that point. Moving on to the next fight, we have a former champion, longtime reigning Henan Barrow versus Aljamain Sterling, Sterling, and this is at a catch weight 140 pounds. This, um, we've seen Barrow. He used to be the unbeatable. He used to be uh, almost Anderson Silva-esque in the title reign. I feel like he had a 10-year span where he was unbeaten. He came into the UFC and never lost up until he did lose. And he lost badly to TJ. Um, and that really sparked TJ's career and why he's kind of such a living legend right now was because Barrow has since not looked as good. A lot of... USADA fighting in the United States and doing that stuff will True. really mess you up. Barrow's also had, where this comes in at a catch weight is, remember that Barrow fell out of a main event because he passed out, hit his head on the tub and had to go to the hospital? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Barrow definitely 
is getting an advantage by having those five pounds. Algermaine Sterling thinks it doesn't matter, but it does matter. It does. That's five pounds that Burrell muscle that he's going to be able to put on some which way or the other. Um, Burrell's last win is against Felipe Nover, who's no longer in the UFC or maybe hanging on by a thread. He won by a decision. Just kind of once TJ beat Henan Burrell, um, he hasn't really been the same, but I feel like he said the blueprint where people understand now the holes that Burrell has instead of what they didn't. And he is very looping in his punches. He can get gassed. And Algermaine Sterling has that type of a grind. Henan Burrell also has the Novo Niao takedown defense, also training with some of the best in Aldo, in Dantes, in other killers coming up and through there. Algermaine Sterling's coming out of that uh, Sarah Longo, Chris Weidman, Jiu Jitsu, wrestling. I feel like Algermaine Sterling's been kind of really underwhelming. He was supposed to be the mini John Jones. Do you remember all that talk? I do. It was really... It didn't look like it at all. It hasn't looked like it at all. He's been um, only lost two times, and they've been to Brian Carraway and Rafael Sunsau. Brian the ghost Carraway. Brian never to be seen again Carraway. Do you know what happened with that? Getting off topic real quick. No. So there's rumors and... Misha was on tapes and they asked her, oh, so we're hearing that you guys broke up. What's going on? And she just chose to say, um, I don't need people in my business. And I, I've let too many people in for too long. Philip, you better I'm put a hundred dollar bill and that you had your phone on. Oh, all right. <laughs> hundred dollar bill right in the jar. <laughs> right in the jar. So word is that Misha Day's free and I've seen some nudes slipping out there I'm gonna think I'm gonna I wrote her a tweet I was just saying what's up girl if you need a shoulder to cry on I got you Joe Rogan was like awooga he's like you wanna wrestle I know I wish I had that clip so I could press this button and play that (laughs) so Brian Carraway hey cupcake under how you doing girl Brian Caraway beating Algermaine Sterling. I think Brian Caraway is a top five guy, but it is the ghost of Caraway. Asun Sao also top five guy. Then Augusto Mendes against Algermaine Sterling was a tough fight. Augusto Mendes is a really a dark horse in the division, and Sterling had a good striking, kept the fight where he wanted to standing. That's where Barrow wants to keep this fight in my eyes, is standing. Barrow is okay on the ground, but he tends to gas, so I think he wants to stay away from that. I feel like if Sterling uses takedowns that he never does, never uses his takedowns as much as he should, um, he will be able to find an avenue in this fight to win. I am liking Aljamain Sterling slightly. I'm going to go with him um, due to that gas tank. I think he can go for a harder three rounds and Barowska just kind of sl- slipping out of the division. That's how I feel. How do you feel about this fight? I have Sterling submission round two. Wow. I see him going with his ground game. Um, I think... Burrell has been figured out a little bit, but my debate on this was Burrell tends to get really hurt, and Sterling has ugly kicks and knees. Uh, He gets hurt, not necessarily cut, and he gets hit so hard that he looks loopy in the cage and he still tends to go forward um Aljamain Sterling quits that's my only thing with Aljamain Sterling I feel like he just gives up toward the end and that's a lot you know for me to say for the cardio that it takes to go those 15 minutes but it just I I see it happening if you're gonna be at that level you gotta fix that um I feel like the competition with the exception of the TJ Dillashaw which Hennon 
Burrell never did good against him. Um, right. His fights have been easier. His two wins in the last two years have been against Gagnon and Nover. Agreed. I mean, Gagnon is not even in the scene. So he I feel like if you take lost. his two wins, neither of those guys is going to carry Aljamain's umbrella. Right. You know, so I'm going to go with Sterling submission round two. I do think uh, Hennon will keep him away from him for the first one. Um, but because of the kicks and knees and elbows of Aljamain, he's going to want to go to the ground with him, and that's going to get him into trouble. So... Sterling submission round two. All right, moving on to the next fight. We have about between, uh, at a featherweight, between Ricardo Lamas and Jason Knight. Hit Diaz himself. Um, He goes by the kid, but I feel like the internet's officially named him Hick Diaz, and I feel like he's taken on that moniker as well and been like, cool, I don't care what people call me. Fun fighter, if you're going to want, if this is one of these guys that in 5, 10 years we're going to be like, wow, he's a Donald Cerrone-esque. We've said it from the get-go and you can see it in his fighting style. He likes his kickbox, um, has good striking, uh, tough as nails, willing to give a punch to take a punch, has unique angles, great gas tank. His takedown defense has gone through the roof, roof as of late. I've been a huge, huge, huge night proponent his whole career. Facing Ricardo Lamas, former contender, um, went five rounds and has only lost five times in his entire career. Ricardo Lamas has definitely been a longtime professional in other organizations. He's definitely a gatekeeper for if you want to get in that top five, you've got to believe Ricardo Lamas. Ricardo Lamas' last losses out of his last five are to Max Holloway, the current belt holder, and Chad Mendes via TKO punches. He also has a win as of late against Diego Sanchez which is a shell of Diego, and Charles Oliveira via submission guillotine choke. Um, Nick, or Hick Diaz himself has a TKO over Chas Skelly as of late, a decision over Daniel Hooker, and you can see that the caliber of fighter for Lamas is definitely leaps and bounds higher, and this is a huge step up for Jason Knight. The takedown defense against Skelly and people of that Caliber, it's not Ricardo Lamas' style. Ricardo Lamas has elite takedowns. He's gotten against the best of the best and been able to take them down in fights and hold them there. And I don't know if Jason Eichen is going to be able to get back to his feet if those takedowns do come. Lamas can get trapped in a firefight. I feel like Holloway and Lamas got some of the notoriety of the year with crossing the line that many fighters have taken from. The Max Holloway line? Yes, I That was against Lamas. That was a hell of the last 10 seconds of a fight. Recommend you guys get online and watch that. Cardo Lamas is still a contender at 35 years old. We definitely have an old guard versus the young guard at 25, but I do think that all the experience, the takedown, the control from the top is going to benefit Ricardo Lamas. His gas tank is starting to show a little bit. I think he can win the first two and then live out um a Jason Knight into the decision and I'm going against Nick Diaz. This is not a heart play. This is a tactical play. I just don't see Jason Knight being the caliber of Ricardo Lamas. I don't think Ricardo Lamas wins a belt anytime soon. I just think um Jason Knight's gonna grow immensely from this fight and you're gonna see a better Hick Diaz after this point. How do you feel about this fight? 
I think Ricardo Lamas has been in battles. Yeah. He is an exciting fighter to watch. He deserves to be number four in the world. Jason Knight, it's like it's the year of the young fighter in the UFC. And Jason Knight's one of those guys. I think he's exciting. I don't even know if it'll be right. It might be one of those things that everyone pulls up the fight metrics afterwards and is like, this is bullshit. Jason Knight did not even land as many punches as Ricardo Lamas, but they'll be more devastating. They'll be more noteworthy. The announcers will be on his side. They're going to be talking about it a little more. Um, I think it's going to be a tougher fight than Ricardo Lamas thinks. I love Max Holloway. I think Jason Knight's one of these kids. I'm giving him a lot of credit by, you know, saying he's like the champ in a way that I just think he is a grinder. I think he's a smart fighter. I think he is a devastating fighter. So I'm going to go night decision. I think it's going to surprise Lamas a little bit. And I know it's a weird underdog pick. And yeah, that's it, a good one. It is a heart play, but part of my head says it. I should go with Knight here too. Eventually, that guard has to change, and what better guy to do it than Jason Knight? I'm gonna go with the kid Ooh. for a weird little underdog pick there. I like it. That's ballsy. I could see what you're saying a hundred percent. Jason Knight. Anyway, you cut it. I don't think he's gonna get knocked out, and I think Agreed. he's gonna lay a lot of punches. So I still think he could be worth like forty points on DraftKings if he's cheap enough. I think that's a solid play, even if I don't think he's gonna win. I agree. He's been Jason Knight has been proven to have a high output. He throws three thousand punches a fight. You can quote me on that. And okay. he has an, a, a better ground game than you would think. I would see. agree. I think he showed against Chaskelly, which everyone said Chaskelly's gonna. And the other thing, him. I feel like usually Lamas has a reach advantage with the opponents for such a small um, weight uh-huh. and such a small frame. He usually has a couple inches. I don't think he's gonna have that no, advantage. Not with, here. So not here. I feel like Jason Knight is five eleven to Ricardo Lamas is five eight with the seventy one inches for Ricardo Lamas to seventy one and a half for Jason Knight. So half of an inch. Wow. Ricardo Lamas got some gorilla monkey arms. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so moving on to the next fight, we have a pay per view main event starting off with Jimmy Manoa versus Volkan Oslemir. Jimmy Manoa, I feel like. Do I have to explain why this guy's going to be the, the heavy decided favorite? I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, really? A slight minus 165 against Otmir, who's just fought two fights in the UFC, I believe. He knocked out Shurkinov, which he was a 6-1 to one underdog with that weird punch to the temple. And Shurkinov went out in 10 seconds. Do you remember that? Yes. In the cage? So he became a top five contender after that fight. Because the division's weak. And he beat Ovens St. Prue in a split decision prior to that. And that was his debut in the UFC was against Ovin St. Prue. So we've seen what Manawa can do when he's on a healthy camp. He looks like a freaking tank with good takedown defense. Um, his chin is a, he's a little chinny. He's not the youngest guy out there. He definitely has much more of the boxing-oriented style. Oh, good takedown defense. He gasses. He's shown that he doesn't gas as much as he used to. Um, he's taking care of that a lot. But at 37 years old, with the amount of muscle mass he has, if the juice stops flowing or if he gets caught anytime soon, I'm not going to be surprised. 
I mean, it's when it's the smell test. If it smells like he's shit, a, he's a male model too, isn't he? No, I don't believe he is. Oh, he's a handsome young man. Really, he he's very. Uh, I no, I I could see that. I think he's a male model. I really do. Really? I don't know why I think Jimmy that. Jimmy Manoa. He's a freaking tank. He's a he's look what his nickname is, in. Poster Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's why I think that, though. <laughs> could be, could be. How do you end up feeling about this? Well, let's see. I got Jimmy Manoa keeping it standing because Ozemir's come in so fast, so quick. I just feel like the takedowns aren't going to be there. We did just see a big... I feel like Shurkinov could beat Manoa, but I feel like Manoa could beat Ozemir just because he can keep it standing, standing long enough to be able to land that kill strike. I got TKO round one Manoa, but I might stay away from this completely because Ozemir's had enough upsets already with OSP, which I guess isn't that big of an upset, but the Shurkinov, that, yeah, that was just... If you think about it, this is this is why you stay away from this fight. Here's all the weird factors of it. Right. This is a fake division. This is fake numbers. <laughs> Everything about it is fake. The, the belt holder for the champion is fake. Everything about this whole division is a weak division that the only reason it kind of exists is for people to for John Jones to run through and when he's done with it he's going to move up and then this division sits where no one's interested in it I don't know I so that's Jimmy Manawa is equally as fluffed of a number as Ozdemir. I, I remember when they moved him up too. So I think they're both fluffed. They both OSP are both their claims to fame, True. and I feel like on that. True. So I, I well, feel OSP went to decision with John Jones, who switched his opponent in two days. And I, I and that's that was why he had hype. Yes, and then the, that's exactly his, why. It, which is the same thing that if you think about uh, DC going to decision with Anderson Silva off the bench, like literally walking, like I was here to watch the fight, and now yeah, I'm fighting. I mean, eating the pizza. And Daniel <laughs> yeah, like, like, "What are you doing?" He's yeah, like, "I'm going to make weight." Because they're like, "I'm, I'm fighting a deadly guy <laughs> in a day's notice. Give me a break." Which I speaking of the day's notice, you can you know they can never make a woman's fight in a day notice. Because it takes 72 hours to get a pregnancy test back. Was that why JJ specifically wasn't allowed? Yeah, pregnancy test. It takes three days. I thought you'd pee on a stick. Yep. Isn't that bullshit? But the commission said... Is it some fetus bullshit? I don't even know. Three days. Because of when it's all one conception and it was based... I don't even know, but I just feel like you can pee on a stick from the Walgreens. Uh, we can exact. get this done in 10 minutes. Walgreens? You go 99 cents, store, girl. Come on. We're, fight, we're living on a fight lifestyle right now. Give me that little Walgreens uh, pee stick. You, you got to get an expensive one. <laughs> just to make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure. Give me the computerized one. It's like, you aren't pregnant. Um, the... Uh, so I feel like Jimmy Manoa is just as much of a fluffed number. Uh, Corey Anderson isn't exciting for me. It's just as likely that he caught him on the same spot that Ozdemir did. Here's why I'm going to go with Ozdemir. Ooh. And this is a huge underdog. Ooh, but I, I think Jimmy Manoa is a phony hype train. I think they're trying to build him up into something, and he could be figured out by somebody with a mild ground game 
or um, just as much punching power that can outpunch him in the first round or even just to survive the first round because, like you were saying, he has no gas tank. Ozdemir has an evil ground game. He's strong yep. as an ox. And think about it. You just said it. He knocked out who in his last fight? Jerkinov. So screw that. He was training for the months beforehand for going against Serkinov. You're telling me his ground game isn't tight as anything right now? Yeah. Who doesn't have a ground game? Manawa. OSP showed that, you know, he could get him up against... Wait, that happened quick in his fight. Was it quick? Yeah, or he I think held him up was... against the fence? or No, that was a quick knockout. That was the one where his mm-hmm. leg went blank to the side. Right. So I just am not into Jimmy Manawa at all. I might have Ozdemir on a few of my cards. I think it's worth He's it gonna for be the a big underdog, underdog pick. He's going to be a big underdog, and that might be some good parlay. So I have Ozdemir decision. I think as long as he makes it through the first round, he will take him down, and it will be an ugly fight. And I bet Jimmy Manawa gives up. So I don't even – I could change it to an Ozdemir knockout. But it would happen later. I like that. I think you make really solid points. And after weigh-ins, we're going to see what happens. I think that I'm going to stay clear of this. But me having a T... Anytime I see a TKO or a finish on my card, I tend to play it heavy on DK. But this is one of those that's like... It's either Manawa, TKO round one, or it's decision, Ozdemir. And... Who, where do you get the most DK points? It's going to be in the takedowns for three rounds if they come that way. I don't think Ozdemir is chinny. Yeah. And I think when you look at the other two knockouts of uh, the fighters, to me, chinny. So Manawa might be able to punch hard. I just don't think Ozdemir, is, that, that ain't his style. He ain't there to get punched hard. I'm a little more excited for that fight the more I talk about it with Ozdemir just because the way he's come into the sport and nobody gave this guy. I think he could be the real hype train. He's not even a hype train. No, I think he could be. Right, right. Or the dark horse. I think he could steal it from Manawa in this fight. I would agree with that. Because Manawa's, to me, a phony hype train, people. Shurkinov is not. That That is so unreal. But is it a fluke? If you land a punch, it's not a fluke. If you throw a punch and it lands, I don't care where it is, it's not a fluke because you meant to throw that punch, right? Like, so I can see where people are like, there's no such thing as a lucky punch. And the more I go on talking about fights, it's true. If I threw my leg up, no matter where I threw it, and it lands on your head, I did that. You trained for three months to do that. If I check your leg to check your leg to stop you from throwing those kicks in your leg breaks, I did that. If I break your ACL because I shot on you and your knee breaks... I broke your knee. You didn't just fall over. That was me. So I don't believe... Yeah, I don't believe necessarily the lucky thing. When you're against the best in the world, millimeters mean everything. Agreed. So it's, you know, Jose Aldo laid a punch at the exact same time. Yeah, the exact same time that he got knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he laid a punch. Maybe it would have knocked out Conor. Maybe that punch would have been everything to knock out Conor McGregor. But millimeters matter and... The UFC. And uh, I think Ozdemir has those millimeters. Who has a longer reach, speaking of that? Great point, great point. 79. 79.5. That is a reach advantage. So it's, what, 4.5 of a reach disparity for Manawa and his benefit? Manawa's a clean boxer. Um, Yeah, that's a rough one. Moving on to the next fight, we have... This is should be the co-co main event of the co-main event. See, that's where I'm like, oh my this, gosh, this card. 
This is unreal of a fight. Maymac has done nothing to me for this card. This is just... God damn, we have Robbie Lawler versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. We have Ruthless coming in with credentials of a god in MMA. He's been fighting since he was 19 years old. Came up through the military system, which is Matt Hughes, which... Um, is doing better, by the way, everyone. He's walking and talking, and people have finally come out and been like, he was trying to beat a coal train. People are saying suicide and this, that, and the other. And Militage said it himself. It, like, hey, he was trying to beat a coal train because they're five miles long worth of coal. So if you get stuck behind a train, you're stuck there for an hour. And they go slow. Exactly. So he was trying to beat it and then got hit on passenger side. But good to hear. So um, Robbie Lawler is definitely got the credentials. Last loss coming to Tyron Woodley. T. Wood, the current champ, and we've seen the type of defense that he's already had. He's coming up with a hell of a fight here soon as well. Um, and Robbie Lawler has, other than that, one punch. Because it was one punch that put him on his butt and finished him. Robbie Lawler has been a part of fight of the year two years in a row. He sent a star to Bellator. <laughs> like, Robbie Lawler has killed mightier men than Donald Cerrone. He's changed fighters trajectory. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Johnny Hendricks their as well. Whole, they've Robbie, never fought the same since Roy Robbie. McDonald, Johnny Hendricks. Change different men after they fought Robbie Lawler. Different men, a hundred percent. Um Cowboy Cerrone. We definitely have the Muay Thai stylist coming in. He has got a wicked ground game. Great take down the fence if he wants to. He can go to the ground if gotten there. Good gas tank. Donald Cerrone's biggest at uh, flaw is that his mental state. Some days he said he just wakes up and doesn't want to fight. And he's come back and had amazing performances since then. And has gotten the urge to fight. And other times he said, man, I was worried about fishing out in Lake Titicaca somewhere. And drinking my Budweiser's instead of fighting. So it's really hard for him. You really got to watch weigh-ins and try to gauge as much stuff from around him that you can to see that if he's in the fight. Do you think of an on-point Donald Cerrone can beat Robbie Lawler? It depends on how Robbie Lawler looks after he's gotten... The best Donald Cerrone. Can that Donald Cerrone beat Robbie Lawler? The best Robbie Lawler? Just uh, Robbie just Lawler. Just Robbie Lawler. I'm going to say... Just Robbie Lawler in the last three fights. That Robbie Lawler. But Robbie Lawler has, in the last three fights, been specifically a striker. Specifically a striker in kickboxing. And that's what Dunn and Cerrone does. He can, so who's a better kickboxer striker? I want to say that ruthless, ruthless Robbie throws with devastating power. We've seen it happen multiple times over. Willing to rip his face open to give a shot. His nose is as flat as can be for a reason. Um, it's whether he wants to. As much as we have to watch Cerrone and his mental state, we have to watch Robbie Lawler's mental state. Is ring rust real? I, I think that ring rust is real. I think that there is uh, very few people that have proven that it's not and that it's all a mental thing, which there is. I see their point. Um, this is a hard one to pick. I feel like I'm going to stay away from this one on the betting lines. I'm going to put either one, if not both of these guys, on my DK. This is only going to go three. No, no, I'm not. I usually tend to do that with five-round fights because you'll tend to get it there. This is just going to be one to watch for me. 
I'm gonna go with this turns into a kickboxing match and Donald Cerrone splits a decision against Robbie Lawler. I think that Lawler might not be where he needs to be because he has moved away from ATT. His whole camp, camp where he reigned, he's been away from. This is first bite back with none of that. I don't know. He's been, we don't know where he's been. Um, he's just coming back for this fight and feels like he's ready for it. And Donald Cerrone's had more and more training camp at his facility that is just breeding more and more fighters with his number one girl being a big facilitator of that. I'm liking the split decision. I got the slight underdog with the plus 130. Donald Cerrone, how do you feel about this fight? This is a headliner anywhere you look at it. That Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler fight. The Red King. It changed his nickname from the natural to the Red King. Since that fight to me, Robbie Lawler, that was a battle for him. And he hasn't been the same since. I know he beat Carlos Condit, but yep. Carlos Condit hasn't been in headspace for three years. Like since he Tyron hasn't even been, tore his knee. He hasn't even yeah he hasn't even been since in the then, right pl- place of mind. He, said it he goes against Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley knocks him clean out. So I know Donald had that brutal knockout just you know before, but he's had even more time now to cope from healing it because he said he was ready to go last time that he just didn't get cleared in time because of he had like what staff or something right and his knockout against George Jorge Masvidal for you and me like I love Jorge I think Jorge is one of the baddest MFers in the whole friggin ring so him knocking getting knocked out by you got knocked out by one of the great guys in the division so to me I feel like if you can go with Jorge you can go with Robbie like Jorge is greater than the last three guys Robbie's faced, in my opinion, with the exception of Tyron Woodley. Uh-huh. I think Jorge is better than Carlos Condit. I think Jorge, like right now in the UFC, if right. they were to fight, I think he's better Both than Carlos is, Condit. I, love I think he's coming. better than Roy McDonald. Uh-huh. I think he's better than Johnny Hendricks. I think he's better than, so it's um, better than Matt Brown. I feel like I've so I feel like if Cowboy with the training of being prepared for a guy like Jorge who can just take him down and muscle him too but mm-hmm. is going to keep it standing I think it's going to be a very similar fight which makes me a little nervous because Robbie comes forward the same way as Jorge does with straight, straight punches point. straight forward um, I just want to hope Donald's going to almost fight the same fights and my hope is he doesn't make the same mistake twice So, because I almost feel like it's almost the same training so I hope we see vintage Cerrone here. And I think for the first time since he's been walking around 170, we remember what kind of ground game he has. He doesn't stand there and take all the punches. And he submits Lawler in round two. That's Ooh, my prediction. Wow, 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 wow. There's money to be had on that play. I guarantee it. Um, Cowboy on the ground's a bad motherfucker, and we forget that. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, he is a ground specialist. He went to the ground and got amazing at it because people kept taking him down and he's like okay I'll just get really it's good weird on the we ground. both have Cerrone here I agree this is our lesson Lawler all I way. know Lawler I know how everyone feels about Robbie yeah I know I just yeah. feel like his reign is over I, agree. I know it hurts people he's been in it for a long time and he's 35 not that that's old but because he's he Cowboys 34. It. And they both have been fighting, because Cowboy's been fighting since he was 16. Robbie Lawler was, got into it, literally got into the UFC at like 20 years old back in the VHS tape days. 
and has never stopped fighting ever. My Robbie, hope is Cowboy doesn't give the fans what they want because that's how uh, Cowboy tends to go in. And, and he yeah. knows he's going against Robbie. It's only three rounds in his head. Let's just give him a brawl. Right. If he does that, he loses by knockout. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. That's the scariest thing. But and, if Cowboy goes in and his mind's on point... Right. This, I could flip and flop this fight to where I'm going to see weigh-ins and I'm going to see the rest of the week. I could flop Lawler decision in this. Because I see this just staying a kickboxing match. Who's going to shoot it? Imagine the takedown coming. Who do you think would do it? Lawler. I don't think he I don't think he does. I think all of the fights that you just named, he kept them striking. If anything, people shot on him. He would sprawl, get into a strike, and would just come forward, as you're saying, and just beat them to a pulp. He could do that to Cerrone. It's a tough fight. I can see where people pick Lawler on this. I see, Cerrone I like it. cannot sit there and bang with Robbie, or he I, is gone yeah, all day. I, I will probably have Robbie on some cards. I, I don't think this can be my Leslie underdog Smith because I, I don't in my gut. I know. Feel I feel like this is a heart play. I feel like this is. I just like, but I don't know why I feel like Cerrone. I feel like it's a gritty split, but a split is a hard one to pick. You heard it here first. I feel like it could be a head kick. We could be. Ooh, I'm staying with Cerrone right now, but yeah. you you hear how I feel about it. Right, right, right. I'm in that boat as well. Moving on to the next fight, we have a championship co-main event, co-co-main event with Christiana Cyborg contending for the vacant 145 uh, belt against Tanya, debuting Evinger from Invicta, long-reigning champ. Tanya Evinger has been a consistent favorite in every single one of her fights in her last like eight fights in Invicta, but the Invicta women are a great feeder league for the UFC, and it's rare, getting to be rarer and rarer that they're just coming in being champions and are going to stay like that. And if you followed us at any point in time, you understand that we understand that just Christina Cyborg is a monster on all levels, and is willing to give a shot to take a shot, has devastating power, is a great on the ground specimen of an athlete. She is a true professional in the sense um, all she wants is a winning advantage in most ways. Who doesn't? And she's paid for that. And uh, Tanya Eminger is going to now pay because there's no point in this fight. Tanya Eminger reaches for takedowns, head down, arms out, and... I just see an uppercut coming. I see TKO round two. I could easily move that to round one. I could explain it for days, but I don't think it needs to be there. How do you feel about this fight? I actually think it's Cyborg's hardest fight she's ever had in the octagon. Interesting. I like it. I, I think like Evinger is, um, she has great takedown defense. So Cyborg's not going to take it there immediately. She has some tricky takedowns herself. She has a very big wrestling base. And her punching power is devastating as well. I think it's going to be the first time. I love Leslie Smith, but Leslie Smith doesn't throw as hard as Tanya Evinger. I agree with that. And so I feel like this is the first time that Cyborg is going to feel... Not that she hasn't in way, way past battles, because I know, who did she go in against that beater one time? That was all the... Barnes and kickboxing? Yeah, Just kickboxing. I know different it, yeah, sports. Right, right. Um, I just think Avengers gritty. I think she has tenacity. I think uh, she is older herself. She is going to make it. She's going to be the first person we see against Cyborg in the UFC make it through one round. 
I think she's going to make it through a full round with her. I have round two right now. I have well Christiana Cyborg KO round two, and I think yeah. Evinger might be cheap enough. And she's just going to throw. She's going to throw, 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 throw. And she has tricky submission or tricky takedowns. I feel like you, I feel like <clears throat> what she is going to do if there's an avenue for Evinger is push her right up against the cage. Push her up against the cage immediately. Push Christina Cyborg. But Christina Cyborg is notorious for that great Muay Thai clinch where she will turn you out around on a cage and start throwing them knees. She will start throwing them knees. And Evinger has... She's got a good chin, but I give her a lot of credit. And Tanya Evinger is somebody that you're going to see stay in the top of the division if she decides to stay. She's a... 36 years old, and in in the women's division, we don't know really what the that peak age is for them, for women. So, uh... Cyborg, I got this Cyborg. is a dangerous... I have Cyborg round two as yeah, well. This is the first time we're going to see Cyborg in the UFC also at 145. This is the first time we're going to see her at a little more comfortable weight, Agreed. where she's not going to have to do the last few pounds to make the drastic cut. I believe this is her hardest battle yet. I don't believe she's going to lose. <laughs> so I do have Cyborg Kale round two. It'll be worth enough points. She'll get over 100 points. Whatever she her cost is, she'll be worth it. Yeah, I don't I know if she'll be the most. I don't believe that she'll get the most points of the night. I can't wait to see the this young up-and-coming girl that's training in her bag at her in her garage right now. When that girl comes into this sport and beats Justine Cyborg, it's going to be a changing of the guard. She's going to hold it for a little while just within her style, but we're going to see a star be born in her wake, and she's wanted to be a star for so long. It's going to be like Sarah McMahon's daughter. It's so what's going to happen with Cyborg, I'm calling it right now, and I love Cyborg, and I understand that she's a living legend in the sport right now, but she's not going to... She's asked for that fame for so long that someone's going to make name off of her fame that she never had. They'll be like, she beats Christina Cyborg. Who is that? Is what people are going to say. I think it's almost, she's going to be like the Mike Tyson of the sport. Where it's not about whoever she's fighting. It's just the spectacle of watching her Uh, beat someone to a pole. Yes. And the one day that she does go against someone that is about fighting as well. It's going to be like the Mike Tyson. It happened with Justina Barnes. Definitely watch that fight because it. Because you're right. There isn't once there is a 145 pound division, and there's the girl training in her gym now that realizes there's a weight class for her. Yep. What happens? Now and she's watching Cyborg like TJ was watching, when they were in high school and they're like, I was watching Barrow since I was in high school. There's girls in that that'll fight Christina Cyborg in four years, and they're just gonna be like, I've been training to fight you since I was in my garage. Can't wait to see that fight. Like any other Christina Cyborg fight. Moving she's on. so classy, though. She's a classy one. I, I think she has Christina. handled... The more I've met her, watched things, not actually met her in person, just got to know her through... Interact. Different documentaries, different podcasts, different... I just think she is... She's really dealt with it. And at the time she was coming up, it was... Yes, all the steroids and everything were illegal, but every single person in the sport was doing them. And if you actually see now, there was a speckled few guys that weren't doing them, and those guys rose to the top after the USADA era. You see the Michael Bispings who have been clean forever, and the Dan Hendersons had a little reign again. I don't know if Dan Henderson was clean forever. I thought 
I don't oh, know. Oh, no, he was, T- he was an exempt TRT guy. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. But I, I just think that um, I hope her story, I hope it's not true. I hope she does get to have some of the fame before her career. I hope within the next four years, the UFC really markets her right and treats I her. I understand the type of star she is, and I hope that she doesn't, but I, I'm getting the feeling where she's at that because there's no real there's been no challenge it's almost a dj she beats people to a pulp so badly so quickly that people don't get behind it because it looks so easy and when she finally it was the daniel cormier to john jones (laughs) it is she needs that she doesn't have that so people aren't going to understand how great she is until she finds that and finally Gets made off that fight. She needs a the Holly Holm fight. I think she beats Holly Holm with a pulpit. I two three rounds. But you know Holly carries has a ton a of fans. Shot. Holly has a real shot with her movement and her being able to fatigue people because that's a good way to fight Cyborg is let her wear down. We've never seen her go to round three. We've never seen Holly unleash the beast. Even everyone says Ronda, and I'm like, no, nope. it's just perfect game plan. But I the Holly Holmes that unleashes the beast. Uh huh. Unre- like what would that I don't think her camp allows them to unleash the beast but if Holly went John Jones in the ring she has kind of the same similar but style but it's not her because it's like she's been a professional for so long it's just oh, not her preacher's style preacher's daughter uh-huh. I don't I knew people were gonna boo I didn't have one of the worst fights of the year but I didn't I care. needed the W so bad you yeah, guys exactly sorry Moving on to the next co-main main event. This for fight. the belt at this 178 fight. pounds. We have Tyrone T. Wood, Wood versus Damian Maya. A master versus a master. I mean, Tyrone Woodley coming off of being a now multiple reigning champ at 170. Devastating um, hands. Amazing wrestling. Came off of the same circuit as Johnny Hendricks. Has a notorious... Uh, win over Johnny Hendricks or loss. Somebody bit somebody in one of those matches back in the day. And T. Wood only has a couple losses, only three of them in his whole career, and has really redefined his entire game. Uses takedown in, or his takedown defense in reverse, uses wrestling in reverse his entire career now to stay striking and land that right hand. Tyron Woodley's right hand shuts people's lights out. Ask anybody who's uh, been in there. He's notorious. In Jim's practice, everyone has said multiple times over, Tyron Woodley hits harder than any other person I've ever seen. He also blitzes in his style. So you know how Aldo blitzed into McGregor's fist? T. Wood leaves that opening. Kevin Gastelum showed it at times, that opening. And I'm just saying that nobody's exploited that yet, but it's there to be seen. Unfortunately, Damian Maya isn't that type of fighter. We know what we're getting with Damian Maya. This is a true black belt's black belt. This guy has been submitting the people, uh, like, decisioning Jorge Masvidal, which giving Damian Maya with the credentials he's ever had in a fight. Damian Maya has been around forever in the jiu-jitsu scene and the MMA scene. Got away from his jiu-jitsu long ago to go for striking. Lost a couple fights, went to his jiu-jitsu, and has now acquired a seven-in-a-row streak against top contenders he recently decisioned Jorge Masvidal saying Jorge Masvidal is the second best grappler or best grappler he's ever faced his entire career in the UFC speaking to Jorge Masvidal why he's that great game bread exactly dog barking 
sound. <laughs> um, if you were to see that last fight, though, you're going to, uh, between Jorge Masvidal and Damian Maia, you're going to see a backpack, which T. Wood put on and did a whole training camp with a backpack on his back. If you saw that wonderful YouTube video, um, Damian Maia will find a way to get you to the ground. He's willing to go to his back. Um, he has unorthodox takedowns. He'll trip the outside of the knee, do stuff that's not going to work on T-Wood. It's just not, not going to happen. What's going to be, I feel like this fight is going to be a very slow fight because it, you know what's going to happen. They're going to go to the ground and it's going to be a decision Masvidal type of a fight. But I feel like the reverse wrestling and that devastating right is going to come through. I feel like T. Wood has said multiple times that he's been training with these karate guys, so he understands how to fight against them. And in the fighting against them, I feel like he picked up tricks, and he's going to do a lot of the same striking he does, but his feet are moving differently than before. He's taken this champ role and not stayed at a gym. He goes to gyms, has gyms come to him. He's doing it uniquely. Very Shevchenko style, and all the fighters we see doing that right now are successful in the UFC. Damian Maya just again has that one avenue. He's stricken with the best of them, but has realized long ago that he he just can't do it. This is the last run. We I think this is Damian Maya's retire fight. Knocking on what I'm just saying that right now. Winner lose. Knocking on T Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is he doesn't he's not gonna come in and make another run. I know he's taken minimal damage in his last four fights. I think it's been like 13 strikes total. He's had landed on him, but still just the amount of time at 39 that Damian Maia has been in jiu-jitsu, let alone how that wearing is on the body, high level, that uh, T. Wood's going to end up getting a round three TKO, wrestling in reverse, heavy right hand, just a matter of time. This is going to be a five-rounder. How do you feel about this fight? The fact that it's a five-round fight is what is Woodley's advantage. Woodley has a couple of advantages. Agreed. He has like a 97% takedown defense. Mm -hmm. That's the highest in his weight class, as high as the division's ever seen. Uh, Strong. It's the first time Maya's come into the octagon against a guy that walks around at the same natural weight Maya walks around at. Maya's used to being the bigger guy by far, but there are two huge dudes cut into 170. So, you know, Maya was significantly bigger than Jorge. Um, But... Another thing, when I was watching the embeddeds, uh, or the build-up to the fight, I don't even know if it was the embeddeds, um, Maya said something that I, it red-flagged me for any of my doubt, and my doubt was gone. He said, and I, not word for word, but pretty much, it will be the perfect ending. So, mimicking what you said, you think this will be his last fight. Yep. I, too, think it will be his last fight. And every single time we see a guy with that mentality get into the octagon, they lose. Yeah. They lose. They already have one foot out the door. Yep. Uh, So I just think T. Wood, stronger than Jorge, everything that Jorge did right in that fight, that if it would have gone longer, I think we would have seen Jorge take over and knock out uh-huh. uh, Maya. So I think T. Woods is going to take over and knock out Maya. I think T. Woods is stronger um, than Damian or than Jorge Masvidal, and I think we're going to see a lot of the same things. But we all know what Damian Maya is going to do. We don't. We all have. 
we have just seen T. Woods in the octagon for the last 10 rounds against Stephen Thompson, who's not going to try and take T. Woods down. Mm-hmm. So everybody forgets what T. Woods is going to do. Like, yeah. he's not going to be taken down by Damian Maya. So I do think it could be a stifling, boring couple of one, two rounds. Um, I think we're going to see amazing sprawls. I think it's going to be an exciting fight. I agree. I think T. I Woods agree. is going to KO Damian Maya. And I'm going to give him to round four. I think we're going to watch the repeat of the first three rounds of Jorge Masvidal versus Damian Maya, and then T. Woods is going to take over, and he is used to the championship rounds at this point. He's been in there with Stephen Thompson having to earn every minute of every one, so it's going to be fine for him. He's ready for it. T. Woods, and I think he will finally earn the respect from the MMA fans that He's a true champ because people, for some reason, feel like he's not legitimate. And I'm like, he's proven himself more than most champs at this point. More than most. He's so respectable. Connor not representing his division. GDR not caring that the belt's taken from her. Freaking uh, interim belt after interim. Bilsby not fighting. Not showing up for her fight. Exactly. You only have Stipe. He's he's doing he what he's up, supposed but, to. And yeah, but he deserves. JJ, he's, there's he's a few speckled through, but Agreed. I agree with you. T Woods has been a representation for his division. He's been there at all the biggest fights. He's not pulling out of fights. He's doing all the extra, right. not bitching about anything. Give him his due, and I hope this is the fight that gets him his due. He's a class act. T Woods, I would agree with that. How do you feel with the entire T-Wood situation of him as of recently saying, they ain't promoting me, they ain't promoting me because I'm black. And he was playing the race card. And they were like, oh, because I recently heard him on the MMA Hour talking about how, well, he's now um, talked to people and they just had a misunderstanding. Same with DJ. When that check starts writing out and they're like, how can we fix this? Oh, we can't. We just had a misunderstanding. It wasn't the way I had said it when I had meant it. I, <laughs> like, I don't want to think it. And everyone it. says, look how many champions. Look how many champions like they promoted. Look at Anderson Silva. But Anderson Silva kind of did that himself. And because look at who was a bigger star. Out. Yeah, and look who was a bigger star, GSP, at the right. time. So then you take DJ. Right. You have Mighty Mouse complains about the same thing you have another person of color not necessarily black but amanda noons has complained about the same thing Mm -hmm. so is it true with the ufc of course they'd rather a ronda rousey over amanda noons like that's their shtick right like that's their they would rather a luke rock well that's i think they love bisping carrying this belt I think he fits into this, like, he's so popular in London, he's kind of a movie star, but I think Luke Rockholt fits the UFC narrative. I think the Chris Wybans of the world fit the UFC narrative. I, I would agree. I think Conor McGregor had to make his own narrative. Well, he had to show them with the bling-bling. That... Well, he just created his own character, and I think T. Woods needs to do that, too. And the knockouts, pretty much a fighter can't contain their fame if the knockouts add up in the ring. They can't contain it. Eventually, everyone jumps on. But I think JJ, they have, the UFC has a rough time promoting her, and her success in the ring is slowly building her an enormous fan base. Holly Holm, she had a success in the ring, which you just mentioned earlier in the fight. Somebody else can do all the work to build their fame bubble, and you can just pop it and take it all in one strike. Yep. I don't know if she took it all, because Holly Holm has been a... 
Yeah, she's still a fan favorite. She still is a fan favorite. For, for what she's fan. done yeah, she in the is, Octagon yeah. to how fa- much fame she has, holy moly. <laughs> like, she hasn't really done anything in the Octagon. She's been a decision fighter, that's for damn sure. Yeah, so. <laughs> so moving on So we both have T. Woods. T. Wood by, via TKO. I could see also in the late, uh, if T. Wood is smart enough to take him down with 10 seconds left. Where the submission's not coming, and ground and pound a TKO. Well, I think it could be a first-round knockout. Well, Damian Maya doesn't realize how strong T. Wood's going to be and how good his takedown defense is. Oh, I, yeah. I could see T. Wood stuffing, stuffing in the face uh-huh. and just uppercut. Yeah. Like, I think it could be Over. something. If it, ha- if it happens, it's TKO, Woodley, submission, Maya. Main event, a four, five-year rematch. I don't see submission Maya at all. Decision, Woodley, So that's a DK play. DK play all day. T Wood. T Wood. That's yeah. what. Yeah. It's a DK. That's the all right. So, four years in the making. The low blows have been thrown oh, nonstop. No, we have been hearing about it and everything. I know. We're we are. How you gonna fuck it up, John Jones? Four or five days away now. How many days are we from this thing? Freaking. We are three days away from the fight. So we're in the twilight. We're in that little that magic hour right now where somebody can fart in the wind next door and uh knock somebody out of this fight yeah <laughs> john joe the low blows somebody have been can fart on a pregnant lady as <laughs> <laughs> a blade john jones <laughs> yeah. anything could freaking happen anything right a now a test that is a baby mama can come out of nowhere i mean they can dc might not make weight <sighs> DC's getting old and his knees are getting bad. Because DC's dropped this fight as well. This has been like four years Kane that it has not could tell fought. DC that he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of the shit talking, the press conferences, did you happen to hear that latest phone conference I had oh, yesterday? Oh, yes. How are you feeling about this? This definitely, for me and you, I feel like, any fight fan, this is fight of the year contention. It is a rematch, which is rare. I feel like number twos usually don't get as much hype, or do you feel like they usually do? They're, mm. they're more notorious. I'm very excited for this I'm fight. I'm incredibly excited. Uh, and the first one was boring. If Yeah, that's all what it's based on, really. Is that the first one, like, you're not excited? I'm are you, Part of the problem we had with T-Woods and Wonder Boy was that it was too close together. This yes. one's too far apart. Oh, too far, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Cormier has defended multiple times over now that belt. So the whole narrative of you didn't earn that belt, there's no fucking way you didn't earn that belt. He for me, I disagree. Nonstop, really? Because yeah, because he, he never fought the person for well, the belt to yeah, begin with. He um, just fought the number three guy. So really, he fought the number three guy in a division that sucks that they created a number three guy just for them to put him up there for him to get the belt. Who did he go against to get the belt? OSP. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, I think you're a paper... Ch- actively. Actively the number two. I to me I think in Gustafson it he had such a gap in between and he was not the same guy DC coming into has the fight said multiple times that the only fight he doesn't want is the Alec Gust- the Gustafson rematch. He's like that dude kicked the living shit out of my body. I don't want to do that again. Um, the recent 
chatter that as of late with all of the shit talking, the promo, the promo of the year. There's just so much content. Even when John Jones won in quotes the interim belt, he's uh, like, I don't even want that belt. I love that. Look, why I love John Jones. I love that John Jones, I feel like, even talked about as of late in the press conference, like he didn't want to be the heel, but he didn't realize this and he's just he's now taking it for what it is. That's all we want for all of them. And Daniel Cormier has kind of been like this all-American dad that's just like, you can be on the straight and narrow and still win, children. And like, people want the DX chop. People want the cocaine and hookers. People want hitting baby, pregnant babies. People want that shit. And really, let me run through Daniel Cormier's reign as champion. Anthony Johnson submission, which only DC has beat him as of late. As um, of late. and who have you have you ever seen anyone give up to the extent? No, and right I, afterward, <laughs> guess what he did afterward? Never quit. Get what did he say afterward? I retire. Oh yeah, that too. I'm gonna get in that. And what do we money. say about anyone who's gonna retire? Right. They're gonna lose that fight. They already knew they were gonna retire yeah, going into it. True. So there's that Anthony Johnson. He didn't go against the monster we once knew. Then um, Anderson Silva. A regular 185er that came really out of his chair eating pizza. pizza. On tape. He had jeans on and a sweater at weigh-ins. <laughs> he had on his winter coat at weigh-ins. So that was his other one. Um, a split with Gustafsson, which is the one he said that he doesn't want to do again, and it was a split, so it was probably sketchy to begin with. And it was also like the first time Alexander had any kind of real competition in years. Agreed. Since he was in the ring with John Jones, and all of a sudden, five round fight. Uh-huh. So, and which one of these was Towelgate? But that's besides the point. And so, then the win right before that is the OSP. Oh wait, no, Anthony Johnson's submission. That uh-huh. submission two years, two months ago, that might have been fine. That was the first John time Jones Johnson. decision. So his only one, John Jones decision. Yeah. So he beat the number three guy to get the belt. John Jones was away from the sport for two years. It had nothing to do with D.C. It's not D.C.'s fault that John James. But if the whole division is, except for three dudes, and they're creating Manawa and Ozdemir exactly. to come out of the woodwork. Exactly. So, Ozdemir out of the woodwork. Like, Ozdemir, like, two Manawa years ago. Manawa as well. Yeah, true. Uh, true. They, someone beats OSP, and then all of a sudden they're ranked the, number four. And But OSP's killer. lost five times in a row, but you still beat him and become number four. It's Great crazy points. to me. Great points. I like what you're saying here. So, you know you're getting the wrestler. You're getting a guy... If you go back to, you got to go back to the first fight, which ended up turning into a clinch battle where DC reigns. And this is notorious John Jones. John Jones beats people in their best avenue. He's done it for every single fight. People said he can't strike with Shogun, strikes with Shogun. Stri- what people, it just is notorious John Jones tactics. John Jones is also, as of late and forever, said, My camp studies more tape than most people, but like Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. John Jones is like, you don't I go home and I study tape. I watch and guess what? You haven't had tape on me for three years. I've had tape on you for the last six fights. I know what you're gonna do, Daniel Cormier. And it's he we know John Jones. We all know what you're gonna do, Daniel Cormier. We 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 all know that that wrestling clinch is coming in. I feel like Cormier, did he throw a couple spinning kicks when he was beating the living shit out of a couple guys once it was like a third or fourth yeah, round? Yeah, yeah. So, so silly. I don't think those are going to happen against John Jones because he can't afford to ever give up his back to John Jones, ever, or that fight will be over. But in a younger man, in more nothing but training with the best, even though John Jones 
The only way John Jones loses this fight is if he fucks it up for himself. I feel like John Jones has proven it time and time again that he's better on the ground. He has better striking. You could see Daniel Cormier did not like the striking, and that's why that was a five-rounder the first time, which was just Greco-Roman wrestling. Like, I watched it again as of late, and it is not the funnest fight in the world, and it was just trapping your hands over and over again. John Jones using his elbows every once in a while like he did against Rashad yeah. Evans and everybody else. I feel like that's just going to be John Jones elevated. I feel like John Jones is also going to exploit the body shots to Daniel Cormier. We've seen him get hurt, and he's talked about it in fights like, I didn't like those body shots. Keep telling people what hurts. Keep, keep telling me you got a soft body. Yeah. John Jones, watch the tape. I feel like this is end up going to be a TKO ground and pound round four. Daniel Cormier walks away and retires from the sport. I love you, DC. Enjoy yourself. Please don't become obese. Diabetes <laughs> runs in the family. Please be careful. We don't we don't want him to go young. So, <laughs> how do you feel about this fight? This is exactly what's going to happen. Everything you said, except... No, pretty much everything you said. <laughs> I totally agree. I think Jones is going to finish him this time. And the only reason I think he's going to finish him is because it's personal. It's a personal. He's gonna outgas him. The diction is per like everything with um ring rust. <laughs> I agree with ring rust or for hurt. people that are not used to having eyes on them. Who is used to having more eyes on them in this sport than John Jones? Yeah. He isn't. It's camera shy. He isn't scared of the lights. He isn't. So I'm not worried about his that camp stuff. and him know how to get him ready for a five round fight. Every time we see John Jones get into the octagon, every time, whatever he does that time, we see in the next year and two years, everybody else emulate. Right. People study him. Everybody else I agree. copies. If he's doing leg kicks, everybody copies leg kicks. If he's throwing kicks. inside elbows, everybody's throwing inside elbows. I think John Jones is this next level. He's the one that created this new breed of fighter. He is the one in the forefront. And... We all need to see him fight. This is... He's not going to make it easy on DC. Who next? If not DC, though. I'll like tell you exactly. This is why it fits in. Perfect to my uh-huh. narrative. Please, <laughs> Perfect please. to my narrative. Please. The winner of Ozdemir... Um, who's the Joker? Manoa. Manoa. Oh. <laughs> really? Ta-da. That's your fight. They're the three and four in the division right now. And then, and then who? OSP. Exactly. (laughs) No, and then he clears out that he fights the winner of that them, and then we don't see John Jones for like six months. And the next time we see John Jones, he is fighting at heavyweight. That's his Put only some weight on his legs. I agree. And he clears that out. He clears that out. But But how exciting is him versus Stipe? How exciting is that? Versus Overeem. So excited for that. So excited for Stipe. So excited for Verdum. I want to see those fights. So imagine like a a John Jones carrying around an extra, what, 40 pounds he's allowed to carry at that weight class? Easy. Because he... 40 to 60. He's probably around that 250, 240 mark, which is what Kane and Stipe is 240. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for that John Jones. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the fight. I think you we were saying the Leslie dog under the <laughs> Leslie Smith pick. underdog pick. Um, <laughs> I think Brian Ortega is our Leslie 
Smith underdog. If I I'm can't believe he's the that. underdog. I I would agree with that, but um, Carnero is a son of a bitch. Look at his fights again. Like he definitely puts the pace to people, and I do feel like Ortega can get can take a little too much of a shot on the ground, expecting for him to get the submission. And I think there's and money. I think I have a parlay this time. Ooh, please put it together. Uh, okay. My parlay would be Brian Ortega, Ooh. Jason Knight, Ozdemir, throw on Chris Cyborg because it won't the, cost you anything to put her out. on. Just uh-huh. put her on. And that would be my four parlay. If you I wanted like to it. go crazy for crazy money and wanted to really do it up, you throw Cowboy on that. That would be my crazy parlay Five pick. Pick parlay, damn that. Is and that a isn't great. a DraftKings play. That is really just going with some underdogs and sprinkling on a sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to figure out who the sure thing is. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Cyborg. The sure. Well, all, I feel like John Jones is a sure thing. We there was that. Oh, and so is T Wood. Those are all three of those are sure things. I think. Um, yeah, if you can put them all on for better air. Uh, I don't think the odds, odds. No, I think that your parlay is a much more of a crazy value. Crazy. Value. Yeah, Ortega, oh, yeah. Jason but Knight, Ozdemir. Go crazy, like, throw on Cowboy. But I think I think Ozdemir is um, the tough one I think there for me too. When I last looked, Chris Cyborg would only cost you like seven cents, lose you seven uh-huh. cents by putting her on, and you're not going to gain anything by having her on there. So, yeah, I think Knight, Ortega, Ozdemir. I like. I would say for me, I'm going to go with Ortega. Skelton and or Skelton Shelton 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 like a turtle (laughs) and mm, I would say throw on a T Wood and Christiana Cyborg I feel like those are but neither of those are underdogs there yeah those are just to beef up the parlay for the other underdogs to come through I feel like I'm just not picking your straight up parlay because I would pick a lot of the guys that you did um, yeah, we don't see DC winning that. I know, and I don't see Maya winning that as well. And we see both Maya and DC retiring in those fights. So two fourteen, the night of the retirement. I would say change into the guard, but I think it's more of a reta- retaining. The guard is going to be fixed. The hole in the wall where the White Walkers are getting through is going to be patched up. I don't think the White Walkers are going to come through the wall. Ooh, are they coming around where again? Tenarius was telling them we come in what the back happens and to water when inches? winter comes freezes so if there was an ocean close to land that wouldn't just become more land ocean freezes we see that yeah. shit all the time Brown freezes so um why the wall doesn't extend to the ocean agree so i think the white walkers just walk around that's where dragonstone is so i just think they walk right around the ocean Ooh, I think the ocean's going to be frozen. I don't even think they have to worry about the wall at all. Do they They have flying ice walker things? Do they have any flight No, in? not yet. But there, there is horses? stories um, from the books that there was ice dragons. That's what I feel. Separate dragons uh-huh. that aren't white walker dragons. It just, like to me, good makes guys. sense. I don't know how makes, to... Oh, they're good yeah, guys? Yeah, they're good guys. To they're me, what would make sense would be as if there was fire... There was ice because of the whole yin and yang. Yeah. So I could see them having some sort of ice dragons. I don't know for shit because I'm just throwing this shit off the cuff. So this ain't even a spoiler because 
No, I'm just making it up. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to walk across the ocean. These are what-if situations. Other than that, this weekend, you got to watch 214. It's the card of the year so far. There's, you could, any one of those main cards would be a main event. I agree. On its own. On its own. You have to watch it. Cyborg good. Avenger is a little rough. I could see that that one maybe wouldn't headline a pay-per-view. That'd be a Fox fight of the night. But everything else would be Cyborg's a Cyborg's like our rampage. We just want to see her destroy someone. Agreed. 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 <laughs> Can't wait for that as well. There's so, so many fun ones. Yes. We're going through a little work right now on our webpage and everything. We get us back on all of the things where your podcasts come through, your SoundClouds and your um, iTunes and all that jazz. So for all things Lesbo and the Bean, lesboandthebean.com and follow us on Twitter at Lesbo and the Bean for the latest picks for your DraftKings. Let me in the house. Lesbo and the Bean!